0: Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden. And also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. Rachel Young, a true crime goddess. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a
1: time, they are three book girls.
2: I don't know how people have super long nails that have to type. I can't do that shit. When my, I, my nails are
3: long, after I've gotten the dip or whatever, I type with my nails. And not ugh. the pads of my fingers. Because I can't feel it, it doesn't bother me. But like if my nails are long and it's my actual fingernails and I'm typing on them, I. Ugh, so that gives awful.
2: me the willies. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like it. The people who literally have nails that are like three inches long, I'm like, how do you wipe? How do you do this? Tell exactly. me. Exactly.
3: How do you not, like, you know, scratch your vagina off when you're trying to wipe your ass? I, you. I was thinking
1: more, how would you, well, don't even go there.
3: They get a toy like yours, and then and they, they don't have to use their. Your off. That's I'm very just...
1: true. Uh, they, the remote does all of the work for
2: you. Yeah. Well, then, how do you do basic things? I have to open a soda can sometimes. Yeah. yeah I you, you make to a do tool it.
3: for that actually, it, or that's pick up true. or pick up change off of your desk? <laughs> like whenever I <laughs> my nails have been hilarious. short for a while, and I'm trying to pick something up off my desk, I can't do it. People who have <laughs> people
1: who have <laughs> fake nails. <laughs> Are, are are hilarious when they go to pick stuff up because they're thick the nails are thick and they can't pick things up like that mm-hmm.
2: or with like super long ones i don't i can't do it i
1: can't yeah. do it
0: oh can we talk about that i got karma with my smoke detector yesterday. oh my god yes
1: i do think we need to hit that because um the porch ninja thing you know with megan <laughs> go steal the smoke, smoke gonna, detector yeah. off her neighbor's porch
3: yeah you should have put your your beeping smoke detectors on your neighbor's porch I and seen how long did she notice that it was beeping right
1: yeah I can't, so I, it's not hers i wonder if she would have even noticed right and I, then
3: played down like oh i don't even remember setting those down there i don't know how
0: they got there yeah i woke up yesterday to go to work and i like heard it beeping and i was like that sounds about right really <laughs> and then really? i was I was like well I'll get it when I get home And so I got home and I was standing in the living room like Okay which one is it And then like a mature grown ass adult Who owns her own house I went and got a battery out of the cabinet And (laughs) replaced it (laughs) In a timely fashion My question is though about those batteries Is you know they
3: always come in like a pack Of like big packs yeah, And you only change your smoke detectors Like once every six months Is when you're supposed to to. Check them so if you don't remember, you have batteries and buy more batteries. So then you have three half things opened of batteries. How long do they last? Because I've had some for like
1: years. Oh, you're
3: probably years.
0: Fine.
1: You don't use batteries for
0: anything else. Not the nine
1: volt. Yeah. Oh, the
3: only thing I use is double A's and yeah. triple A's. Yeah.
1: Oh, I forgot there were nine volt. But well, c- the one because that was- we don't use those kinds of smoke detectors in our house. Oh yeah, it yours are wired. Because when we bought the house, it has a security system. Yeah, and there's a house battery or something right as that
0: my parents run like that my house was one of the last in the neighborhood built without them being like hardwired and i was like that's yeah. figures but I had- I, this was the first time i'd replace that one when i took it out i was like oh that's the original battery from when i moved in like three oh. years ago so they last a while
3: yeah because you ch- i check them every six months but if my smoke detector works i don't change it yeah because it'll beep at me if
0: and, it's yeah it will low so, so um, yeah i got some karma back for hating on smoke detectors mine decided to beep at 5 a.m hey, you know that happens i just chuckled a lot when i heard it when i woke up and the little jingle went off in your mind
1: porch ninja i <laughs> still want to pick i still want uh, somebody to do us a graphic of, of megan porch ninja <laughs> like a book in her back pocket you know <laughs> what's like a, a harry potter scarf around <laughs> her neck <laughs> So we still do not have a home for our live podcast in Denver. It's a COVID thing. Evidently, everybody in Colorado is still locked down pretty heavily. Yeah, and they don't have an end date yet. Right. So we still don't have a home for that, but we're hoping that will change soon. And when it does, we'll let you know. Because we're excited to go to Denver, regardless of where we end up doing our live show we're going anyway because we want to get together with our book girls that we've been talking to on Zoom this entire year. Why does it feel like it's been like three years? Mm-mm. Because it has been like three years. It was a year in March. Yeah. You mean it was three years in March? Three <laughs> years I wish it was later. three years in
3: March because uh, that means I would have been at my job for three years. Oh, yeah. And would have gotten
1: three raises. <laughs> Since weed is recreational in Denver, we could probably get into a lot more mischief there than we can get into here i'm a little worried about that to be honest
2: yeah but you still have to go back to your respective states and if it's not legal there and you get drug tested Uh, that might not be
1: good oh i see so when you go back to your job wherever else you oh yeah i didn't think about that but you know
3: what my last two jobs have not drug tested me
1: at all to start really Uh -uh. uh-uh nope which is
3: really surprising. You already
1: yes. had such good references. They were like, Everybody else. Fine. She has all her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. They go, Smile. And they're like, Hmm, doesn't look like veneers. You're good. We you don't have to do any further testing.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tom has
1: perfect teeth, but he hasn't found a job yet.
0: Wait, is he, he will. Is he not at the radio station? Oh, you didn't hear the whole... No, I missed a whole
2: chunk. Yeah, well, so my husband and I decided um, that, well, I mean, obviously he brought it up, but um, he wasn't really happy at his job for the last little bit. Um, you know, emotional health is super important. So we decided that it was better for him to go ahead and start a new career path. So Good for um, him. he... Yeah. Yeah. And he definitely, I I would say he seems much less stressed with things. Um, You know, stressors are different now, but he's looking for work and everything. So good vibes on that from everybody would be helpful, but.
1: Nice. And he's out of radio. So, you know, that means he's automatically getting a raise no matter where he goes. Is he, is there any specific
3: field that he's looking at or is he still going to try to stay in like sports entertainment kind
1: of thing or because Um, he has his own podcast. We should probably. um, Oh, do we need to drop some? We should drop a name drop. Tom talks baseball. So, if you know, somebody who likes sports podcasts, go like and follow Tom talks baseball because that's Rachel's husband's thing.
2: Um, And like I said, the dude's got perfect teeth if that's what we're looking for then but we're just kind of keeping options open and but he's a lot happier and that's what matters so that yeah that's it's good. no
0: good when you're at a job that makes you miserable yeah. sometimes yeah.
1: taking that leap forward is what changes your whole life to tra- 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 trajectory trajectory
2: trajectory <laughs> when i was little man i couldn't say spaghetti or funeral to save my life
1: <laughs> you, you you still didn't well, say I'm, it right funeral No
0: funeral. There you go. Okay. It's okay. I just called Philip's wedding. Or see, I did it again. I can't say funeral. (laughs) Philip's wedding that is a funeral that I keep calling away. She's just obsessed well, with royal f- weddings. I am. It's mm-hmm. probably true. No, but so when they were because they lowered the casket into the crypt, and from one angle, like you could tell it was moving, and then the next angle, I was like, "I'm losing it." The coffin's not moving; like it hasn't changed. And then I was like, "Then they showed another angle." I was like, "No, no, it's definitely moving." So morbid. depending on which way the angle of the camera was, you couldn't tell because <laughs> it was moving so slow. You want to hear something morbidly funny? Also, always, definitely. When my
3: brother-in-law died, he was a larger man. And they had a large, an extra large casket for him, but they did not have, they didn't make it an extra large, like, you know, the tomb thing that they lower the casket in. Oh, no! And um, they dropped the casket when they were trying to lower it into the ground, and he fell out.
1: No! I thought that was only in the movies.
3: No, he completely hit the... His body fell out of the casket oh when they were trying my. to put him in the Did tomb. you see it? Oh my mm-hmm. god. Yeah, people were still there. Oh. People were watching him lower the casket. Oh my god. And oh my instead god. of like stopping when they figured that it wouldn't fit, they were trying Incredible. to go ahead and Force jam it. it in there. Just put grease on it just grease it up you can spit on it can, just a little <laughs> over it's okay just keep
0: going it's fine oh. it always makes me nervous at like <laughs> big state what i didn't even hear what you said when the when the pallbearers like the military guys i'm always nervous for them i'm like don't trip like don't step on the guy in front of you's foot <laughs>
1: this is this conversation this thing right here this is why i'm getting cremated viking funeral all the way for this girl just burn me up
2: Mm-hmm. No same
1: besides I'm getting cremated A
2: I don't need to be dropped but also I don't want to spend the rest of eternity in a cold fucking hole sorry exactly. concrete <laughs> hole because that yeah, no, that's concrete. Uh, concrete you don't hole. even
1: decompose I mean it's just gross <sighs>
2: That and I'm sorry if I die young um I've told Tom no I don't want you to remarry and I damn well better be wherever you are take my ashes and pretend that I'm always there with you. What? You're not going
3: to let Tom remarry? So you're saying if he ever, like, you know, brings a date home, then it's just going to be a full-on menage a trois. (laughs) There's going to be a ghost haunting up in there. Hold on. I just had to position her just right. Uh, I'll
2: make that regret. Let me dump some of
3: these ashes on the uh, sheets here so we can have a proper threesome. There's just
0: going to be, like, a cold air over, (laughs) like... (laughs) Rachel's going to be like, bitch, I dare you. No,
2: baby, that's just the air conditioning. Don't stop. I
3: don't, don't know stop. why I have goose flesh right
2: now, Tom. Yep, yeah, I will haunt your ass. Like, nope. If we're older, whatever. But no, if we're still young, no way.
0: Huh. We heard it here. So when Tom, if if, if Tom ever calls any of us, we're going to gonna say, no, she made no, it very I, clear.
1: <laughs> I am petty AF. Do not touch You should just go ahead and have him get a tattoo, Rachel. Just, just have it property of Rachel. The end. Dead or alive, property of Rachel.
0: (laughs) It could be like a heart and then like a skull, like a skull and crossbones with like your initials.
3: (laughs) Back away, bitch. Property of (laughs) BTFO.
2: Yeah, he was spoken for in 2010. You can't have it. You could put
1: 2010 in the heart. See, it's That's a perfect true. idea for a, for a tattoo <laughs> That's true Tom's going to thank it, us It should have a, a really nice tattoo of my face too
0: <laughs> Yes
1: they, I don't know, I don't think I would trust a tattoo artist To put my face on someone they, they're, no. they're notoriously They never look right Sketchy I mean, it's sort of oh, like yeah. when, you, when you see somebody wearing a mask well, you know, Even good- if it's one of those rubber ones You kind of know something's off or well, like either a way,
2: it works my favor. Here's why. One, if the tattoo artist is really good, I'm going to look angelic. It's going to be great. If they're not so great and I look really freaky, people are going to see it and be like, I don't want to mess with that bitch.
1: <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, I guess true. it works either way. That is very true. We'll have to try to get you hooked up with somebody so we can get Tom inked. Give him a, the proper tramp stamp too, you know, right below the...
2: Yeah, you need his,
3: right your face
1: on his your... ass cheek. Yes.
2: Well, it needs to go right above his penis. That's really
3: it's a tramp stamp on the reverse.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's below the belly button.
0: We'll call it a
2: stamp, maybe. A what? A douche stamp.
0: A douche <laughs> so. stamp. There you go. I kinda like that actually. Bonnie, does anybody in your book have tattoos?
3: No. Mm.
1: No. Darn it. I was hoping that would be a nice No,
3: but I dated somebody that had a tattoo. on their genitals. What?
0: What? I told you about
3: that because they sent me a picture. They sent me a dick pic and I'm like, nice tattoo. They're like, oh, you can see that? I'm like, I feel like I
0: vaguely do remember this story. Vaguely.
1: You know, I'm just like one of those people that you can tell. Average. You can tell the stories again and again because I won't remember them. It was one of
3: the last ones that I asked for a pic. I said, hey, can you send me a new pic of you? And they sent me a dick pic. And then after that, I was like, of your face. <laughs> <laughs> Did you Can show you it to me? Can you send me a- I'm sure I did. I oh. sent you all my. I show you all my dick
1: pics.
0: Damn it. I don't remember. I, does Vonnie have a stockpile of them in her phone? <laughs> like, yes, I show you all she of has, them. She
1: has an album at her house that she keeps on her They're coffee table. They're labeled by I'll name. I'll keep oh, all of them. Oh, look at this dick pic. It's so tiny and cute. Here's the
3: one that was red and infected. <laughs> oh, God. I told him to see a doctor.
2: <laughs> I just threw
3: up.
0: <laughs>
2: Title it the album of disappointment.
3: <laughs> that's all. That's all the pictures of my online dating. My album of disappointment.
0: I mean, I'll, my friend is foyered into the land of online dating. Until so like every day we get a new Facebook post. It's like, and in today's online dating, and it's like the stupid shit that people send her, like. Ugh because and she lives in nashville so like half of them are like i'm the lead pianist for blah 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 blah." i'm a musician yeah
3: i came here to be famous yeah i'm a songwriter this
0: one today was like the piano play the keyboardist for like sabrina carpenter aka the blonde girl and like somebody else there's like three people we wouldn't really suck if you had just said
1: that on the podcast and his real girlfriend back in nashville Was listening to this. Wouldn't that be amazing? And she'd be and like, what do you mean you're online dating, you fucker? She
3: says, asshole, give me your phone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> give me the phone. <laughs> Unlock that shit. <laughs> do not pass go. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Nashville. Uh,
0: and if so, please let us know how it goes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we're right. interested to hear the details.
3: It all turned into Jeb from The Bachelor. <laughs> 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 I don't even know what season. It's a few seasons back.
1: Mm-hmm. Rachel's having a seizure over there. Maybe Tom came in and dropped his
3: pants and she got her own dick pic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Abby's got a little bit of a longer... Her hair on her tail is a little longer, but I noticed on the base of it, on the top, um, it had gotten a little tangled, so I had decided to trim it up. I think I trimmed a little too much. Aww. But Did she have a bald spot on her tail? When I set the clump down after laughing at her, she got really mad and she stole the clump of hair and tried uh. to eat it. <laughs> that belongs to me she looked at me really pissed off because i cut her hair and then initially the cut looked really funny so i laughed but then she was staring at me like you insufferable bitch i need
1: to do cardio before i laugh like that because i can't breathe Uh, yeah i'm on Bumble. don't judge me she's in her online dating while we're having this conversation because all, all that talk about dick pics made her envious. <laughs> Bonnie, will you do your review? Megan's going to
0: date on. No, on, I'm. On I'm her typing. I'm typing what we're talking about. I'm on. I'm on. I was, I'm on task. Okay, what? Wait on you, ma'am.
3: I thought maybe there would be some kind of transition say everyone just starts staring at me. I'm like, <laughs> what? I have no transition that goes from. All right. I'm not sharing my
1: dick pics with you anymore. <laughs> God damn it, please.
3: They're not going to make you happy. I
1: love dick pics. I don't want any, though. Let me re- re- reiterate that. Yeah, like no one any wants any those. I look,
0: look... No one ever wants. Then this I... is just awkward now.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's no dick pics in my book. <laughs> Sorry. But there is follic Shaped Bread. My book this week is called The Baker's Secret by Stephen Kiernan. And this is during World War II. Because why would I not read something about World War II? I seem to be in this whole of France in World War II for my last few books. And so this is a small town in France on the coast, real near Normandy. That comes up later, the Normandy invasion. And this book is about a girl named Emma. And Emma is a baker. And when the uh, Nazis first take over the town, they... Commission her to bake baguettes for all of the, for the Nazi soldiers and everything. So she's given a ration of flour, which is precious during the war, to make baguettes for the soldiers. But what she does is she grinds up straw and mixes it with the flour so that she'll have extra flour, and she makes bag, ec- extra baguettes to give people in the town, sneaky also. sneaky she gives the the straw baguettes to the soldiers right mm-hmm. right she kind of she kind of does like
0: she cuts her flour with some straw sort of right. like a she, drug dealer she yeah. tests
3: it out and she puts like little by little she adds it until one of the soldiers make a comment about the bread being different mm. and that's where she knows the line is and that's where she stops but other than that other people in the town do different things to try to go against the soldiers in small ways, just kind of to rebel. I I swear to God, this town is where passive aggressiveness started. (laughs) Because everybody in this town is so passive aggressive.
0: I mean, you kind of had to be if you're going to try to like covertly take
3: on the Nazis. Right. Well, it wasn't even just that. It was to survive. I mean, they do stuff like that, too. Like the V's, like one time they carve a v for victory which is a symbol of like the rebellion against Mm. the nazis in one of the trees and the nazis cut that tree down and then the next morning every tree in the whole village has a v on it also other people in the town finagle different ways to signal each other to get other items to help feed the town like you know they siphon gas out of the motorcycles for gasoline for the boats so that the fishermen can make extra trips that that the Nazis don't know about to get fish and, you know, just stuff like that. It's just kind of about that and the struggle that this whole town endures to stay alive and then what happens during the Normandy invasion and just stuff like that. It was a pretty good book. It wasn't quite as emotional as some of the World War II books that I read. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't written to be quite as shocking as, like, say, Tattooist of Auschwitz, Mm -hmm. just to compare, which is also a great book. And so somebody who does not like, like, going through the whole emotional roller coaster about World War II, this would be a good book for somebody like that because it's, you know, there's no concentration camps. There are awful things that happen. Of course, it is the Nazis. It is World War II. People do die. But it's not quite the ter- the emotional turmoil as some of the world war ii books that are out there so but it was a very good a little lighter book to read about world war ii so yeah it was it was pretty good and that again was called the baker's secret by steven kiernan
2: so i was watching a random youtube video today von um mm-hmm. and it was a like a costco grocery haul yes i watched those And (laughs) (laughs) no shame. um, The lady, uh, and I think this was posted this week. So she had just been there. She had gotten two books from Costco. They were like $10 each. And she likes the same kind of books you do. She likes World War II type books. And she got two books books set in that same era and time frame. I'll have to send you her name or I'll go back and look at the names of the books and send them to you. Cause she said, that's the genre that she likes to read about. So I thought of you immediately.
1: Oh, awesome.
2: Somebody for your old man tribe, but she's a uh, young female, old so. man
1: tribe. Yeah, <laughs> Bonnie and the Old, old man, man Tribe. tribe. <laughs> it kind of sounds like a band, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it is. It, it's a band. See, it's a cult. Now, now, Bonnie we, and the Old Man We have the personality tribe. shining through. We have, we have Porch Ninja and Bonnie and the Old Man Tribe. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rachel and the Killers next.
2: It'll come. It will yeah. come. It's gonna It'll come. Yeah. Love we'll to get it. This week, I read a book called chase darkness with me and it is by billy jensen and for anybody who is familiar with true crime podcasting he is one half of the murder squad with billy jensen and paul holes our favorite silver fox yes paul holes Mm. delicious
3: yeah your favorite Uh, silver box maybe Yes. Say, yes. George
1: Clooney's still mine. <laughs> get off my porch.
0: <laughs> you can have George Clooney. I'll take ball holes. Thanks.
2: And this book is actually really interesting, especially if you're a fan of the podcast or maybe you're just looking to get into it. So Billy Jensen wrote this book at, and this is actually sort of a prequel to his life up until he started doing the podcast and other things because, you know, he started off his career... He's a journalist, and I think he does. He had done some things in television and other things like that, right? But as he sort of walks you through his life and things that he started to observe, you know, reporting on certain stories and other things, he started to notice that, you know, certain cases wouldn't get looked at or other things like that. And eventually what this turned into is him utilizing certain methods that, maybe police weren't or other things weren't. So he was doing things like blasting things out on Facebook. Have you seen this person? Do you have details on these types of things? But always in conjunction with working with law enforcement. And he was also friends with Michelle McNamara, for any of y'all who read I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is about the Golden State Killer. So he was good friends with her as well and sort of took a lot of inspiration with what she was doing as a crime writer and essentially Um, She didn't really know this because, unfortunately, she died before the Golden State Killer was caught, but a lot of the work that she did helped to catch him, and Billy Jensen has worked on cases um, that has actually brought cold cases more information or solved some cold cases. So this book really just is a chronicle of cases he's worked on um, and information he was able to assist in pulling those things out, but also giving information, if you are sort of a a web sleuth and other things on how to actually do those things safely. But he and Paul Holes, as part of their podcast as well, they are still active, even though Paul is a retired cold case detective, they still assist in looking at cold cases and um, active cases. one of the things that Billy Jensen did with $20,000 of his book advance from this book is he set it aside to assist law enforcement, right? So um, at one point, he said he was reaching out to say, hey, you know, you have this DNA, you have these fingerprints, whatever. If you can send them to me or send them to this place, I'll take care of the cost, right? Ooh, that's because, cool. So the really cool thing that this book highlights and he talks a lot about is really his passion to be a voice, especially, we all know this unfortunately, that if you are within a certain population or minority of people, law enforcement may not have resources but during certain times, the 60s, 70s, may not have really cared all that much about you going missing or, you know, and he talks at one point in the book about this string of sex workers who are being murdered and all these things and nobody's putting it together because law enforcement is just saying, well, they're high risk. Well, yeah, but (laughs) you have somebody killing all of these women. We need to look at this. Um, so I thought it was a really, really great read. Um, of course it's nonfiction, so it's, it's going to read that way, but it is narrated by him as well. And he's a wonderful narrator with things. Um, I gave it four and a half stars.
0: Wow. um, Didn't they just solve a case from like their second or third season of their podcast? Like, weren't they like instrumental in helping solve one of those cases recently? I think so. That's what I thought. One of the cases that was really interesting he talked about is he
2: assisted. um, There was only one other death not accounted for on 9-11 in New York City. And... Most of the deaths that day occurred during the tragedy, but there was one murder that day and he assisted in working in some of those things too. And he talks about that case in the book and everything. It's just, it's so interesting. It, it just, it kept my attention really, really well. But again, that's called Chase Darkness With Me, How One True Crime Writer Started Solving Murders by Billy Jensen.
0: I'm so jealous. I haven't gotten to that book yet. Sounds interesting. I would read it it
2: it was like I said it was really really good and honestly if you like audiobooks Billy Jensen does an amazing job of narrating it
0: so maybe all that's maybe that'll be my audiobook for the week at work I'll audio it up and live in my happy place of true crime whenever someone comes into my office like oh are you busy I'm like nope just listening to murder and they're like what (laughs) and I'm like murder I'm listening to murder and then they quickly leave my office it's great (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> especially since she works right next to the morgue yeah
3: well at least she wouldn't it'd be easy to hide the bodies that's what it's I'm true. saying just I, I walk think we on definitely have
1: an advantage have if anybody an ever fucks with us <laughs> You say like yeah.
3: hey Megan how about I come visit you at work and we can go to lunch yeah just I'll just you
1: just tell me just, just have something to drop no, off quick no no real no quick. dinner would be better definitely dinner Dinner,
0: dinner's better choices yeah. okay. dinner's definitely better yeah yes night there's less people
1: well yeah
3: but she might not be there at dinner time but
1: she has a key
0: yeah
3: but but those
1: things you see those people. are ID. oh I yeah see. and people
3: are gonna see you going back to the office in the middle of the night this is
1: why we make a good
3: partnership
0: yeah. you know if actually if i was in of my that. office in the middle of the night somebody would probably think something terrible to happen
3: right exactly <laughs> so you just get a really big purse are you carrying
1: this big purse <laughs> i was gonna say i <laughs>
2: just make sure to line it with plastic bags and you probably need a sharp saw too i'm kind yeah. of
1: thinking i could stop by on my way to the airport and just have to bring my luggage in
0: there you go yeah. there yeah no,
1: they x-ray that us. one right there no
0: but she she though she'd have to bring it in because she ubered so she'd have to bring it into the office while she waited for me to take her to the airport.
3: Yeah. I'm just saying it <laughs> wouldn't be that much heavier Than my actual purse No that's true <laughs> yeah. you know, I can probably haul that thing so in with, on my with, shoulder
0: What's really funny though is I'm with Rachel In the world of true crime but like I will not go in that mall <laughs> My coworker is like Let's go and I'm like I'm good I think I have to Go do anything else right now.
1: <laughs> I have to work on the grout in the, in the ladies' room. Yeah, I'm like I heard
0: there was a the the chemical on the then the thing upstairs was out of whack. I gotta go. Well, see, we're already screwed. A, she just admitted
2: that she doesn't want to go into the morgue, but also I bet that it's key card access. It is. You have to use my badge. And they'd be like, Megan, why did you choose this, this particular day to go into the morgue? you never go into the morgue. That's
1: I mean, you true. don't have any coworkers. We could just, you know, go swipe no, their You card just have to quick. start, start <laughs> you showing up. some interest in one of the workers. there. just on a, you know, uh, yeah, no way. Hey, nope. I'm not going in there. Doing? I don't need, <laughs> I don't, I don't like,
0: I don't like it. <laughs>
1: you don't have to go in there. Just chat somebody up in the, uh,
0: I don't even uh, know if my badge actually lunchroom. opens the more I don't know I've never tried
1: it isn't there like a
2: cute autopsy tech in there or something you could be like hey there probably is say hey you
3: ever thought about doing it on one of these middle (laughs) trays let's get busy in the (laughs) freezer that
1: was
0: such a visceral response Megan oh
1: my we found a new button to push. <laughs> Yay!
0: I don't like it. I don't like it.
2: <laughs> I hope that my mind went there because mine did too, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs>
3: My mind went there about five minutes ago. I just hadn't said it yet.
0: Well, right. speaking of dead people. God, she tries hard to change the subject. Change the subject what we're talking about. Go ahead, Megan. This week, I read Plain Bad Heroines by Emily M. Danforth. And this book is so many layers. So we start off in 1902 at Brooke Haunt School for Girls with Flo and Clara and they are like obsessed with this book and things just start going bad with the girls that are obsessed with this book so you have some people die on campus at brook and the book kind of keeps passing hands like it everyone's like no it's gone it's destroyed and then you're like but it's not so the book keeps hopping around
3: so it's like the jumanji game (laughs) it
0: is kind of the jumanji game but it's a book so then you go to present day and a ancestor of the founder of Brookhaunts wrote a book about the book and the deaths it's very meta. It's a it's great. It's way I promise you will Martha hated it. I loved it. I
1: didn't hate it, I just DNF'd it because it wasn't hitting my button.
0: Yeah. So the ancest the the girl that's the ancestor has written a book about the book and the and the murders and stuff like that. And now that book is being turned into a movie. And so you meet Where's the, the original book? That's the ultimate question. Ah. Gotcha. <laughs> so the girl the the we meet the people that are playing the main characters in the movie harper harper yes that's her name is playing Flo, and audrey wells is gonna play clara and they have they're going to film the movie at the, the school Because the family still owns the school. It's not open. It's not a school anymore, but they're like, yeah, we're going to go film there and it's just going to be awesome. And you kind of get early creeped out vibes because like weird shit starts happening to Audrey. And you're kind of like, oh, that's real creepy and that's real creepy. But you're just like, okay, somehow this is going to make sense. Or like maybe we're just imagining things are happening because she's reading. The book about the... The book that the movie is based on. She's reading it. She's doing wait, her wait, homework. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay. The, right. movie, the movie star is reading the book about the book. Okay, gotcha. And the murder. Gotcha. Not murders, but deaths. And just weird shit starts happening. She wasn't even supposed to play this main character. She was supposed to play, like, this really minor character. And she got moved up into this role. There, She has a little bit of mom drama. Her mom was, like, a f- famous actress who... Kind of lost it Crashed your car Got attacked by a dog It was a whole thing mm. Like TMZ was on it It wasn't Would have been something TMZ would have been all over um, And they, it's just the story Of the three girls So you have the two leads And then the author of the book All going through The filming production Of this movie And you've kind of flip back in time So you get history Of Brookhaunt's You get some history Of the owners of Brookhaunt's why some places are built where they were in a little bit of the history of the buildings themselves and it's amazing you get to the end and you're like holy shit like all of these things happened because this one thing happened it's like the butterfly effect yeah exactly it's Everything very stemmed from one event yeah so there's like this whole thing and people aren't necessarily who you think they are things that are happening aren't exactly what you think is happening it's it's the best way to describe it is very kind of meta like it's a book about a book and a movie but it's still very teenagery. It is it is definitely which is
1: why i stopped reading
0: yeah it would not be a martha book yeah um i heard about it through another podcast and i put it on my hold list and i was on hold for like two or three months trying to get this book
1: Probably because I got it first because I heard about it someplace else.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so it was definitely worth the hold. I would actually love to see a movie about this, like see this book turned the movie into,
1: about the book about the movie yes it, no it would be a movie, a movie about, about the a book about, book about a
0: movie, movie about, about, about the a b- book, book. <laughs> about yeah <laughs> see <laughs> it's awesome um it would make a great netflix series like to do it justice and do it properly it would be fantastic
3: have to do a, yeah because if you try
0: to do it in like a two-hour movie you just piss everybody off because you'd, you'd be like too much what the hell you cut this or that um and the the main actor girl is like super famous. So like her being in that movie is like the reason everyone's going to go see the movie. Hmm. Cause she's Harper Harper and everybody wants to be like in Harper Harper. Such a l- dumb name. It Holy is such shit. a dumb name.
1: Sorry. Sorry. I just had to say it.
0: <laughs> no. It, when they explain why she's called Harper Harper. That
1: doesn't help.
0: No, it doesn't help. <laughs> but if you're trying to be remembered in Hollywood, having an uncommon name would be a benefit. I thoroughly loved this book. I was, like, obsessed listening to it, like, the whole time I had it. I was like, sorry, I can't do anything else. Have to listen to this book. Have to know how this ends. Have to know what's going on and why these things are going on. And I think it does help that I went to, like, a private boarding school so I could kind of picture what that like campus might
1: look like. I'm sure that I immediately texted you when I, when I stopped reading it. You and did. Said, yep. You said, did. Megan, you have to read this book because it's for you.
0: Yeah. It was definitely well worth the read and fantastic. And there's like illustrations in it of like different things that will come up. You'll have like little illustrations of what you're kind of seeing and stuff. So uh, if you want a very book about a book, about a movie, about a, an event, <laughs> and some history <laughs> of an event, that is... Plain Bad Heroines by Emily M. Danforth. And I think I only gave it four. No, I gave it five stars.
1: Wow. Five stars. Yeah.
0: Mm. It was that good. I would read it again. I would, I will probably buy a physical copy of this book at some point. Cool.
1: Well, I chose a book
0: this week that was recommended
1: to me by the father of my remote tech. I was, at the, I was doing a remote at the pool place. Now who's, who now who's the queen of old men? Well, <laughs> yeah, well he's, he's on the library board. You know, he's, he's a pretty big reader, but he came to the remote to see his son briefly. And he pointed at me. He said, I have a book for you. He said, you have to read this book right away. It's very twisty. Well, I didn't love it as much as he did, but still. It was still good. Decent? It had two really great things. Two things I love. Number one, She's a debut author. And number two, it's a mystery. So I probably would have tried to read it no matter what. But it turned out to be pretty good, especially for somebody who's never written this kind of a book before. It's called Who is Maud Dixon by Alexandra Andrews. There's also another layer too. The third layer is when I went to look her up, Alexandra Andrews. She does not have a Facebook page. She does not have a Twitter. She's like a ghost.
0: Well, what was
1: her last name? Alexandra Andrews. And, you know, the the whole idea of this, it'll make a little bit more sense when I keep going. All right. So this is a book about a girl who is kind of going through a rough time in her life. She, She wants to be a writer. That's her ultimate goal. And she's just not having a really good time of it. At her work, she ends up meeting this, who is the husband of a famous actress, and she has a brief affair with him. And she gets to thinking, because she works for this publishing house, she gets to thinking, well, maybe if I just sort of squeeze him a little bit, he'll publish my book. First, she pitches the idea to him, you know, says, here, I've written this book, And he reads it, and he's like, okay, well, you know, we'll keep it in mind. You need to work a little bit more on it, blah, blah, blah. And then she starts to get pissed because she's had an affair with this guy, and she's promised to stay quiet about it. So then she takes pictures of his kids and emails them to her, and she immediately gets fired. Like, that. She's fired. So that kind of fell through. And then somebody calls her up, and they're like, hey, would you consider being the private secretary for this famous author. And she's like, uh, I don't know, who is it? And the lady says, Maud Dixon. And she about drops her teeth because it's one of those, she's really, nobody knows who she is. She's written this, um, this really fantastic book that everybody loves and not even the publisher has met her. So she's a mystery. Nobody knows who she is. So of course she's like, yes, I'll do it. And she has to move to this small little town in the middle of nowhere, of course, in order to be Maud Dixon's personal secretary. I don't want to say too much about the book because it's going to kind of ruin all the twistiness that happens. But you can kind of I started to use my imagination right away when I got in there because you start to realize that she's writing a second book, but it's not going so well. And so all of these things start to click, 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 click happen. And the twists begin to come. And it really goes places that I would not have imagined. And that's one of the things that I like in a mystery novel. I thought maybe I had it figured out, but I didn't at all, which is fantastic. So, and it was pretty well written. There were a few kind of slow spots in it for me, a few eyeball rolls for stuff that was like really but i gave it four stars though um and i still would recommend it and i'm still going to buy a copy for my shelf because i think that this particular author really has a good future because i it it was a pretty darn well-written book considering it was her first nice so and it's bugging the hell out of me that she doesn't have a twitter account so we can't a pen name I have no. I, I There's a picture of her on the Goodreads account, mm-hmm. but there's no Twitter, no Facebook. Hmm. So I don't like it when they do that because it means we can't tag them.
0: Yeah, That's true.
1: I also hate. So when we're gonna have to tag her publisher instead. Like yeah. I said, she's Maud Dixon. Holy fuck, the she person, is Maud Dixon. The person that the books about. I'll, see, maybe yeah. it's on purpose.
0: <laughs> see, yeah it's on purpose and it i didn't start to really maybe it's a stock photo of a person i'm
1: thinking and it's might... a pen name and that would actually be a really good marketing ploy yeah mm-hmm. but i'd also maybe this is another author writing under I another name i don't know i don't know
2: is anybody good at looking that i'm not a i might website. have a friend
1: I mean, I looked it up. I looked her up. I tried to find more information I feel out like about her. Al-
0: like Alexandra it, Andrews is like Harper Harper. It
1: had a lot of information about where she she lives in New York. You know, it's one of those pretty standard. Oh, she has this sort of degree, and she lives in New York with her husband type thing. But that's not enough. I want to know more. You know what would be interesting? Hmm. You can do a reverse. Google image
2: search to see If it is a real photo Mm -hmm. Somebody
1: do that do it real quick I'm working on it okay I I found it becoming even more Intriguing when I noticed that she Wasn't connected Anywhere on social media Because it just fits in so well with the Premise of the book the whole idea that She's a ghost that Mm
2: -hmm.
1: She's not a real person but Anyway Mm -hmm. I thought it was Good I'd recommend it, even if I didn't give it five stars. It still was a really good read. And I, ca- I actually texted Louie's
0: dad and said, dude, thanks. So in this article, it says the author swears that her near unfindability is not a piece of devilish game that she constructed with her novel. She sets her lack of Internet life down to her ambivalence limited free time and a little bit of anxiety she said twitter scares me i went through a phrase where i only followed comedians and i really liked it but i'm scared of getting entangled in confrontations Hmm. well i wonder if she'll listen to the podcast
1: alexandra you need to come and talk to us girl yes we'll ease your anxiety
3: we know about anxiety
1: we're crazy bitches (laughs) First, I heard about either. easing anxiety <laughs> yeah we'll put you right on the spot no but seriously it was pretty good I'm buying a copy so succeeded she succeeded in getting me and once again that was called Who is Maud Dixon by Alexandra Andrews now should we talk about that picture Rachel sent me
0: do we have oh. to
1: well because I, I can't leave that part in in the center <laughs> I can't. Megan,
2: why are you afraid of penis so much? I just don't want to talk about it all the
1: time. <laughs> or at all. Correct. <laughs> she does not like it. She does not want to go there.
3: You better hope whenever you have kids, you don't have a boy. But that's different. That's your kid. Yeah, but that's there's... That's not right. Penises flying around in the air all the time when you have a boy because they mom, don't
1: like why does it burn?
3: well i wasn't talking about that do they really yes i was just talking about like, like they when don't they, when like... they
1: get shower gel in it
3: they don't like I to don't wear know. clothes when they're little oh well, yeah
1: and even when they're older you know you get a 15 year old mom i got a swollen my ball is swollen i mean it happens all the time well
0: yeah but that's your kid though that's not unsolicited <laughs> pictures of things I'm just saying we
1: we do it specifically because it bothers you <laughs> I know you do <laughs> the same way you guys talk about romance novels because I hate them but, or, dogs. Yes. or dogs or dogs
0: but or did dogs. you see the thing I, my friend sent me I posted it on our Facebook of that quote that
1: oh yes it was it,
0: the most me thing I've ever seen in my life
1: and the, the more I thought about it the more I thought it is me as well. Only my fandoms are so different than yours. Yes, because my fandoms are rocks. Yep. You no, know, I, I ask Vonnie how crazy do, I am about you, rocks. You are obsessed with rocks. You do like yeah. rocks. She went you crystal are. digging with me in Arkansas. No, that would be cool. It was cool. It was pretty fun.
0: But yeah, the the quote that um, it's actually like a podcast about fandoms, and I was like i need to be friends with these people um said i'm the happiest and most me when i'm being a fan and i don't think i've ever been ashamed or embarrassed about that
1: i'm not ashamed or embarrassed nope. at all about my
0: love of rocks no or no, fossils but there are a lot of people who like, and i give you shit constantly all the time well, but do you about- do it in jest like but oh, there are I people am, who, yeah. who who like uh, make you feel bad about your fandom that's just shitty. Yeah, it's that fangirl life podcast is where that quote came from.
1: Huh. Well, you, maybe you should guest on that podcast. I
0: would I message them.
1: I, I did. That'd be cool. I that was mean, like, we should all see if we can find a podcast to guest on. Maybe, maybe I could find a Terry Pratchett podcast to they, guest on.
0: You could be on the fangirl life podcast about Terry Pratchett. We no,
1: did. only one of us should do it. You're a much bigger fan than I am. Yeah, that's probably accurate. And then we we need to get Vonnie um, on a podcast about World War II. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't really have a fandom. Yeah, that I'm a you do. I meant like, you
3: know, like... History is a fandom. Yeah. Yeah, that would be like it. I mean, it's not a Harry and Styles Rachel, fandom. Rachel but.
1: needs to get on um, a murder podcast...
0: Rachel, If Rachel got on a murder podcast, I would be jealous. <laughs> I'll talk about it when we finish up.
1: Oh well, I'm we, tell we, you know later. there are certain things that dangle Oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> Helicopter for us, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever see the cartoon Brickleberry? <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, he used to be a porn star or something, yes it's one, so wrong one character <laughs> his signature move is the helicopter oh my god that's a hilarious cartoon
0: so yeah. wrong and so Very many wrongs. oh you know we need a like shout cartoon. out cartoon what who we need not a who a what independent bookstore day <gasps> is april 24th
1: yay so that'll be
0: next set we'll be recording on bookstore day Right? Yeah,
1: that's that's why well, I already shared a post about yeah. that. Full yeah. circle bookstore. That's
0: what reminded me. I was scrolling
1: through our Facebook. Yes. Independent bookstore day is post a, a picture of your favorite book independent bookstore, bookstore in the tribe. So we can see all your bookstores. Yeah. I love seeing other people's
0: bookstores. Maybe, maybe we'll see if we can get a list going on Instagram. So it's Way better than dick so pics. People can... I was going to say,
3: you want to get Martha hot? Don't send a picture of your dick. Pic- send a picture of your book. Wow. <sighs>
0: You're I mean, like, oh, yeah, baby, that's, that's one. That's so hot. That's, that's so valid.
3: thick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the
1: longest book I've ever seen. One
3: handsome
1: novel. <laughs> you can even send me an unsolicited picture.
3: I want to see you reading that in the tub.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Megan's having a seizure. Over there.
0: <laughs> Because the best part is I take my headphones off, but I can still hear everything going on in the room.
1: <laughs> I know. I don't know why you it's, do that. It's a re- I think it's just the
0: reaction.
1: <laughs> like
3: no, no.
0: But it me. sounds way cooler in the headphones. Well, like, the
3: cords only go so far, so if you're going to throw yourself on the ground like she just did, you have to take the headphones off. Oh, baby, turn my pages. <laughs> I want you to put that bookmark right there. <laughs>
0: I can't believe you didn't go for the easy joke about a hardback book.
1: Oh! <laughs> Megan does a singer back. Oh my god, that's a
0: hard cover. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: that's going to do it for Three, Three Book, book Girls. Girls.
0: Can't get it off of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com and join the group.